0: All right, so we're going to get into a newer topic uh, healing faith. Taught about healing here at the church before, but uh, just going to, Holy Spirit always has new revelation, different angles. We're going to start here with uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And from time to time, just to keep your your faith. Stir it up, uh, if you don't already do it. This is a good chapter to read daily. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence, the evidence, uh, uh, one version says, is your guarantee of things not seen. says for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god you know that's going to come out a lot in this particular teaching so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear Uh, verse six it says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that uh cometh to God must believe that he is and he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Uh I mean Pastor Mel was just talking, coming in and we were just talking about uh we was talking about a couple of things how how, you know, it's a uh the fight to live this life. And Pastor Mel said, you know, she says It's all about believing. You know, the 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 challenge is is is, is whether people believe or not. Uh you know so, um, this is even harder for young folk because, and, and and I was saying, I said, well, the Bible says he he blinds the minds of men, right? Like he, he you know, Second uh, Corinthians four four. Uh, he he tries to, hit, but he says he blinds them through unbelief. So he's working hard to to uh, create unbelief because the unbelief is what he uses to blind you. Um, and we talk about how people get overwhelmed and so what i said was we're in a culture really that even if you let's say let's say you you're not living right In, in in a lot of cases a lot of us have not been disciplined right we haven't been disciplined to live a certain way so let's say we haven't been disciplined to live a certain way right all right so we start living right so we wasn't living right and we start living right so a lot of times you start living right let's say you're doing you weren't doing nothing right but now you're doing like 20 right things and that's a lot if you wasn't doing nothing right so you so you handling you you know your effort is to handle your business do 20 right things but there's another 40 that starts flooding at you you know like you know, so you learn, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, and then these other forty, so what happens? The temptation is what? Man, I just i I'm doing twenty now. The, uh, now you're not saying God, you're not realizing you're talking to God, but you'll say to yourself, they should be happy I'm doing the twenty. Cause I wasn't doing nothing right. And so what the adversary is hoping is you get overwhelmed. You get weary and well doing. He's hoping you try to carry the weight of what you're doing instead of being confident in this very thing that he that's begun a good work in you will perform it, right? He's hoping that you think it's all on you. And then, you know, basically you get overwhelmed and you'll break down, right? That's that's what the, that's what the thought is. But then that's uh, Sunday's message, so we won't have to get in too much into getting overwhelmed right now. All right, so this, so it's about faith, as uh, Pastor Mel was saying, it's about faith, of course, which is about belief. And so we talked about that in Hebrews 11. Let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10. And it's amazing how we have an attentiveness to the world. You know, if you're, uh, what is it? So you got Instagram, right? So if your Instagram notifies you, you know, folk right on it, like, you know they're never distracted from the Instagram or if it's uh if it's your not just Instagram if it's your um what's the other thing your Facebook pop up you indicated. we write on it we you know we make sure we you know we check all our notifications and different things like that what else we got we got Instagram we got Facebook LinkedIn ah Twitter. Yeah, we'll do Twitter. <laughs> LinkedIn is, you know, that's a selected group. Right. Well the same thing Twitter, you know, just stand up a tweet. I it's, it's it's we've been so desensitized. I was watching um this sports show and it was like, Yeah, such and such. Man, he's he's really upset about that. You know, you could tell on his Twitter feed. So not only are you as a as a broadcaster, you gotta stay you gotta stay up on the stats. You you stand up on which you know the the interviews and the things like that but also these guys are keeping up with tweeting and other people's twitter so the like if you watch next time you watch a sports show you watch the newscast you see the guy talking and and they'll try to most of the time the camera will be off of him but sometimes they'll make a mistake and do a wide shot and the guy will be on his phone and you be like why is he on his computer on his phone cuz he's tweeting while the show is going on my point is we're attentive to that but I noticed something I notice I'm I'm saying this respectfully, but because it's how I am. I notice when God's talking, people don't roll like that all the time. Even people come to church, what? To hear the word, right? People will come to church, the word will be going forth, and they won't be attentive. They'll be casual doing other things, but they ain't gonna miss those tweets and all those other things. So, you know, we gotta watch what we're doing because I watch how we struggle with purpose. We struggle with, uh, challenges hurt pain we're talking about healing face sickness and we don't realize God's been flooding into us everything we need but the adversary has been trying to flood into us what we don't need he's trying to create he's been trying to create distractions and diversions right uh what was I talking about oh Romans 10 Romans 10 let's go to Romans 10 Impartation, good thing. Good thing. You know, we got to get someplace. So um, I'm trying to figure out the ways and the times to impart things into these great, great men of God. Mr. Lamar, Ty, Lewis, Chris, Terrell. Just trying to figure out ways to make sure everybody get what they need. All right. So. Uh so uh ten seventeen, Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Which we we've been talking about this scripture a little bit and on Sunday, that word hearing means understanding. And so it's a deeper level of, of 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 gaining an understanding before you have faith. It's just like when anything else, if somebody's teaching you something, just surface level information is not gonna trigger faith. You know, it's, it's it it takes it takes a little deeper. And what we deal with here is uh uh you know different we have so many conversations. Like I think this has been uh counseling counseling could we call it counseling marathon, Pastor Mel? Maybe counseling marathon, all types of the night. Um not bad things. I'm just saying we we it's been a lot of counseling. Like in some of the, my People on the outskirts that I normally try to serve too, I haven't been able to get to none of them because first priority is, is is the people at the church, and uh, and what you realize is adversary is trying to he's trying to snatch folks, trying to snatch folks quick, and what he's hoping is we get so distracted, get so in the flesh, that he can snatch us. You know, he's trying to snatch, seeking whom he may devour. is what the scripture is saying. So, because he doesn't want you to understand, because you understand what you're going to have what? Faith, right? All right, so let's go to Mark 5. Why is this faith important? We're talking about healing faith. We read Hebrews 3, Hebrews 11... How uh, faith is substance of things for and evidence of things not seen Then we read Hebrews 11.3 The worlds were framed by the word of God by, We know through faith the worlds were framed Then Hebrews 11.6 Without faith it's impossible to please God Then we read Romans 10.17 It says faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God And then here over here is a very interesting passage uh, Mark 5 And we'll go here to 34 and this is after the woman, uh, I always tell the story of, the, of Jesus coming to town, and he's healing folk, and then the, the young lady missed her healing, but she had this infirmity for all these years. So basically she's saying to herself, if he comes back in town, I'm going to be healed too. And then he comes back in town, but there's a crowd. But well, she says, if I can just touch him, I shall be made whole." Jesus didn't say, if you touch me. Now, you, if you study it out, or we may get into it. What was happening is people were touching him and being made whole. So she didn't just come up with that thought on by, by random. You see, that's why there's, there's, there's four Gospels, and they, they're coming from different angles. Some of them are more detailed than the others. You read some of the other Gospels, you'll see as, as many as touched him, the hem of his garment, they became whole, right? And so she realized, if I can touch him, I'm going to be made whole. Jesus didn't say that. She didn't even have a conversation with Jesus. She didn't have an interview with Jesus. She just said, in her own growth, man, if I just touch him, I'll be made whole. So so she had a level of faith. And here, um, after Jesus was touched in verse 30, drop down here to verse 34, as he said unto her daughter, thy faith, whose faith? Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So here, you, here we says we see uh, her faith has made her whole. So she had to have some faith in herself. And a lot of times we go, uh, Jesus didn't do this. This preacher didn't do that. This person didn't do that. But see, we don't think we have our part. And uh, and as Pastor Mel was saying when he's driving in here, our part is to believe, right? Our part is believe. So 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 as as we, as things have grown, you got different levels of the Bible. You had you had the time when uh people were really connected to God. Then you had what well, we'll call here uh the dark ages, and in the dark ages, there was no redemptive revelation. Redemptive to be redeemed, uh, revelation like understand like a like a like a vision and, and, and people understanding. God said, God said, God, I, hey, listen, man, God said. And so it said that the, 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 the word was precious in those days. And what it meant by precious is, Lewis, you heard from God today? Yo! Like, like so now everybody would go around, call everybody they could. Of course, maybe they sent their pigeons or whatever, we not know they weren't calling. But, but, but somehow or another, they gathered everybody together because Lewis heard from God. And it was so precious, if somebody heard from God, we showing up, right? And so so and, and and so you know and that opens up when when uh, you know uh, the whole Samuel thing, like, you know, to, to to hear God was trying to talk to him to establish something for him. But I said that to say, so then you go through you go through different processes where people start believing, then you had all the kings. You had judges and kings, had all the judges and kings, some did right, some did wrong. And so as you come into our age, you, you, got, you got the gospels, you got, you got the acts, you got all this, but th- th- there's a place where the word, again, started to be watered down. Now, you may not realize this, but that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to water down the value of the word. And so that's why, why uh, what do they call it? Uh, they call this in advertising. I think it's flash flooding you. So, 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 so Flash Flood, I got to do it again. I keep saying I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it again. Uh, uh, I did a message on subliminal messages. Um, and I don't know if I could do all of it because some of the pictures, I don't know if, if I could show in church. <laughs> Someone's going to make you mad because your kids are watching stuff with subliminal messages. <laughs> right? but anyway, Flash Flood is this. I'm at, to, I'm at, to, uh, I'm at the, uh, the movie theater and they, uh, they got something called, well, I don't wanna say what it's called, but they'll show uh, videos. I was gonna say the actual name, but they show videos. So within the videos, so you got 30 seconds. So you know this about about, about uh, editing and stuff. You got 30 seconds. So in 30 seconds, I'm actually sending you a message. And some of the messages are subliminal. Go Yo, get you some Coke and uh, get you, get you some Coke uh, it really cost us 25 cents, but it's gonna cost you five dollars, right? And go get some popcorn. It really costs us two cents, but it's gonna cost you eight dollars, <laughs> right? So, 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 Jamal, all right. So, what is it? They're they're flash flooding something into you. They're flash they're they're, they're just into your subconscious, and so it's what the adversary does. Look around, everything is flash flooded, like you so you'd be desensitized. They weave stuff in the movies, have nothing to do with the movies. I'm an old superhero guy. I read the magazines. So some of the characters that they got in the, in the movies you're watching now, uh, especially, I won't say one comics, but it's not Marvel, right? But, <laughs> but some of the stuff, like I'm like, wait a minute, man, that character wasn't in, that, in there, but they weaved it in because now they're trying to weave in an agenda. Right, so so so, so they, so they want to desensitize you, and so do, our belief is being stolen because there's stuff that we're suddenly just getting all the time. Where it's like, what's wrong with that? Well, ain't no big deal, well, just have a little bit here and there, uh, just in moderation. And and but it's not a suggestion, one time it's coming at you fast. What, what is the uh, the Was was I talking to you, Jamal? Life comes at you fast. It was you? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's coming at you fast. Before, and what it wants to do is overwhelm you, break it down, have you fit in. That's what peer pressure is called. That was a flash flood right there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what peer peer pressure, peer pressure. What, but it's it's peer pressure from the world. It's kind of flash flooding you. It'll tell you what music to listen to, what clothes to wear, what's important. Why are you trying to do this? It'll have you convinced that what you believe has no value, but can you can you stand or stay steadfast, right? All right, so 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 the, what, what happened some years ago in uh, Martin Luther time, um, I actually went to a Lutheran college. Uh, uh, the Reformation, reforming our faith, reforming our faith. so So Martin Luther and some others discovered that prayers, penance you know, penance, you know, they was paying like, uh, coins and, and, uh, lambs and doves for atonement, uh, fastings, tears, and great strugglings of the spirit did not bring them an enjoyment of the peace of God. So they realized like, okay, we're doing all the rituals, but we still don't have a peace of God. Right. It was only when they boldly accepted the promise of the finished work of Christ that heaven's peace started re- resting on them. So, 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 so they were doing the religious things, but they didn't believe. Right? And when they started to believe what Christ did, the peace of God fell on them. Basically, when they had faith. So, as I told my wife, my wife is, is all about believing. we driving here. I said, you know what? I said, babe, it's, it's, uh, and we, she, she also said it's about love. And I was like, you know what? is it's, it's you have to know that God loves you and that he will use his love on your behalf. So when I'm when I'm sick and I'm infirmed, if the if the infirmity has more weight than God's ability to heal me, I believe what the devil can do to me more than what God can do to me. And then there's something that's convinced me God doesn't love me. And that flash-flood information has convinced you you're not even worthy of healing. So what do we do? We'll, we'll run, remember Mark 5, it says that person went to all types of physicians, spent all that she had, and only got worse, right? But, but her faith was in what? The physicians or the witch doctors or whatever, but it wasn't in God, right? She didn't even give God the first shot. She didn't seek first the kingdom of God. And the truth that the just shall live by faith, is something we talk about here at this church, which is amazing when I was reading through this, once scarcely believed by anyone. People had the Bible, but very few people believed the just shall live, live by faith. Not faith moments, but a faith life, right? Once scarcely, scarcely believed by anyone, eventually became the foundational stone for the positive faith of millions. So, see, so they, when, when, when faith was reformed, how it was reformed is people lived by faith. But if you think about it, a lot of times, we live by the world, we visit faith. I'm talking about even men of God. A lot of people, church, God, been, been going to church all the time. Think, of, think about how many times a lot of men and women of God hustle. That ain't faith. I'll just let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> it's not. It's not faith. Like God saying, do I get a shot of faith at all? But we'll, we'll tell ourselves, no, this situation is different. God almost don't expect me to believe him on this one. And then we'll weave in this, which the world has, put it, it has flash flooded in our head. Well, you know, you got to have balance. Well, if that is true, we've been living worldly all, most of y'all of our lives. The balance would be how about some faith? But we'll tell ourselves, you know, you hey, you know, you you, know, you got you got to use wisdom. What we call wisdom is actually trusting the world. That's not wisdom, right? So again, it's it's, it's about faith. Again, we're talking about healing faith. Healing covers uh, covers, you know. I spent some time talking about faith, but healing covers various diseases. And and when when you talk about dis-ease, dis-ease, just break the word down, not at ease. um, It's distress or trouble. So when there's a disease on you, it creates a distress or trouble. We're going to talk about infirmities. Interesting thing about an infirmity, uh, it's not just a weakness. It is a weakness. It renders you weak, but it's also impairment. You know, so when people lose their sight, it's they're infirmed, it's impairment, which, which we'll talk, now, Now, what we don't realize is some of us are impaired uh, by choice. <laughs> you know, smoking and drinking and what have you, you know, right, so, and, and we'll risk impairment, which we don't realize we're risking our ability to truly see, um, and if we can't see, we can't believe. All right, and then we have sicknesses, and obviously un, that's an unhealthy condition. But it, you're you're contaminated. It's like kryptonite, right? You're contaminated. Sicknesses, and um, there's 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 interesting. We're going to talk about levels of healing because there's bodily healing, which people focus on most of the time in their life, and that's when you're um, um, that's when the affirmity. Uh, infirmity or whatever, it's at your core, but it's affecting your body, right? But then there's 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 other levels of of, of places we need to be healed. Uh, you'll see one of the number one places is being infirmed or blind uh, and, and inner blindness. In it, it, when your insight is impaired, see so it's, it's it's bad if you're if your if your natural sight is impaired, but if your insight is impaired. You can't even see, You have no vision. The Bible says my, my people perish when they have no vision. It, it, look, look, it says they cast off restraint. When it, when it says cast off restraint, what that means is there's no boundaries now. They're walking into trouble because they don't have, remember we talk about uh, 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 Sunday, the electric fence. Like they don't have an indicator or conviction to say, whoa, I can't do that. I just lied. I'm deceiving myself. I'm hurting myself. They've cast off restraint, right? This is so, so see with vision, you see clearly the boundaries of the, the path to fulfillment, to life and peace. When you're impaired, you'll almost not only not see the boundaries, but you'll fight anybody that tells you, you can't see them. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, whoa, whoa, don't go that way. What you talking about don't go that way. See, that's the problem. It's it's all legal. Y'all trying to bind me up. No, I think we're trying to uh protect you from falling off that cliff. <laughs> right? But but yeah, I was I was sharing this uh uh we ended up laughing about it, me and my son. We 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 had a a, a father in some moment. We had 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 some tough conversation. Uh but we end up having a great it ended up end up being a great conversation. And so he's you know, one thing about my son when he gets it, he's like, Dad, I don't know what I'm thinking about. He started laughing. So he just kept laughing. My wife was hearing him laughing. You know, at first I know she was concerned because it was a it, it it seemed tense, you know. You had you had you had two rams locking horns. Uh but you know, I you know, it wasn't that deep. Uh but she so she's trying to intervene. I said, Babe, I can't hear him and you. I said, let me just let us talk it through. But then when she, he started laughing, she came upstairs. What well, you know? That's why I stay out of it. That's why I stay out of it. You, you go ahead. You, you got that. But he started laughing because we were we we were uh as we were talking, we were just saying how like like sometimes you you get so blind and deceit, like you don't even realize you don't even realize what you're doing. He's like, Dad, man, you know. So he he just kept cracking jokes. He was like, Man, oh man, you know. And 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 I think. Because as we kept talking, I was like, I said, son, I don't get no kickbacks. This is when we started laughing. I said, I don't get no kickbacks. I said, look, look, I don't get no bonuses. Like, there's no, you know, like you guys are in sales. You know how you know how when my son sells cars. So I, I learned this. They, Sometimes they try to get you on the front end, try to get their commission on the front end. But then if that don't work, they're getting it on the back end, but you don't see the back end. Same thing with mortgages, right? There's a front end and a back end. But you know, if you ain't in the business, you'd be like, yeah, you feel you don't hustle the person on the front end, and they, they, no, they got you. And then you'd be looking at all these fees, you'd be like, where these fees come from? That's the back end, right? So I said, son, there ain't no front end, there's no back end, there's no kickbacks, there's no bonuses for this conversation right now. I said, keeping it real, son, let's think about it. I'm good. If I walk away from this conversation, I'm fine. This conversation is for you. <laughs> I'm okay. And, and and right now, when we're talking right now, guess what? If, y- if y'all believe or you don't believe, I'm saying this respectfully, I'm good. This ain't for me. And guess what? I ain't getting no kickbacks. Ain't no bonuses. Lewis ain't waiting outside the door going, hey, you did a good job, bro. Here you go. Here, here you go. Here's a couple dollars for you. You know. You did. You did what I asked. No. It's for you. It's free, (laughs) right? And so that's how you look at it. Now, what's the motive of some people around you? Is it to? Is it they see that you're great and you're brilliant? And if they if they get you to compromise, you don't make them feel uncomfortable. That's their kickback. Their kickback is another shiny person doesn't get to shine and make me feel bad. Their kickback this is another great man doesn't get to be great and make me feel like I'm less than or put a, a a demand on me to fly with my wings. Another great athlete doesn't become great. He ends up hanging out with us. He's supposed to be great. We ain't supposed to be his level. Like, what, <laughs> dude, this is what we do. <laughs> You know, you're supposed to be doing great things. See, so you got to watch. What's the motive? What's the incentive? I, I, I don't know. i got on that. All right, so we talked about, uh, we're going to talk about body healing. That's the surface. We're going to talk about blindness, impaired vision. That's that inner sight. And we're going to talk about healing from brokenness, heartache. See, see, uh, uh, talking about healing. Well, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, you, you, you might be fine in your body. But in some cases you could be blind See this is the thing about. Oh this is great When people fall from ministry People fall from plateaus of ministry The first thought Is that person wants to get back Where they were The reason why it needs to be delayed It doesn't mean they, they can't get back Is because And a lot of people go Okay so let's say they fall from ministry But they had a gift of healing They go to they, they In a bar Somebody falls And they heal them Right and they'll tell themselves, I'm ready. I'm back, ready for ministry. The challenge wasn't their gift. The challenge was their blindness. They still got to be healed from the blindness. And so they'll end up destroying folk again because the blindness, they were never healed from the blindness. They're still walking in that blindness and that denial. All right, so there's measures of healing that we'll talk about, how healing is measured. Now, the number one is going to be the word. That's the voice of God declaring our healing, the word. The voice of God declaring our healing. That's going to be the number one thing. Isaiah 53. Let's look at Isaiah 53. Man, I I just keep doing this. I open the Bible and it turns right to the page. (laughs) It just kept happening. It just just happened right before this. But Isaiah 53, um, I know that doesn't help you guys because then that means I'm going faster. But uh, verse 5. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. It didn't say we were. It says we are healed. With his stripes, we are healed. And then um, if you, you jump over there to two chapters, to Isaiah 55, verse 11 it says so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper therein uh whereunto I sent it so again this 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 word that's declaring our healing first Peter 2 let's look over there real quick it's another it's a new testament that was the old testament new testament first Peter 2 Verse 24, 1 Peter 2, verse 24. It says who his own self bear our sins in his own body on a tree, um that we being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So we're healed. You know, so a lot of times if we're praying the scripture, if it be thy will, Lord, heal me, well. That's not the proper prayer for that given situation because the scripture says, by his stripes, you are healed. You know, you, you, so it, it's, it, it is his will. Uh, the scripture says he has meant for none to perish. Uh, look at Exodus 15, 26. Exodus 15, 26. And said... If thou wilt diligently hearken, remember, hearken means listen with the intent to obey. So if thou will diligently hearken, there's an if there, to the voice of the Lord our God, remember this voice, this word is declaring our healing, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep his statues, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which i have brought upon the egyptians for i am the lord that what healeth thee right you know so if we just stay in harmony uh with god's will and with god's word um we can definitely walk in divine healing i'm looking for another scripture uh Okay, I'll find it later. All right, so the word is, is is our number one measure for healing. So it declares our healing. It declares by his stripes we heal. Now, another measure that we deal with in terms of our healing is pain. So you got the word, but it's also the pain. Now, the pain is the voice of sickness, disease, infirmity, yelling that we aren't healed. And so that's not the measure you want to play off of. You want to play off of the word. You don't want to play off of the pain. The pain the whole time will be talking to you. The symptoms is always talking to you, right? The, another measure is again the individual that's being challenged. Now that person is in a position to choose to agree with what God says about their healing or pronounce, "I'm healed by a stripes." By a stripes, I'm healed. So the challenged individual is a position in a position to choose. To listen to the word or listen to the pain, right? Or the infirmity or whatever is the situation they're screaming at them. All right, and then the, the, um, the fourth thing is the obvious circumstances. The obvious circumstances is a measure. And the obvious circumstances have been placed in a position to tempt us into stating the obvious with our lips, joined with the confirmation of our senses to rescind the word of God. So that's why the the circumstances are trying to get you to magnify the circumstances, not magnify God, right? Magnify the circumstances, and then soon as you start magnifying the circumstances, your senses, your feelings are going to support them, right? The confirmation of your senses, and the whole goal is to rescind the word of God, right? The results, you will remain sick. That's the results, because the Bible says you're snared by the words of your mouth, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? It says, the word of faith which we speak, Romans 10 8. The word of faith which we speak is what the, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and even in thine heart. That word of faith that we speak, Romans 10 8, right? Right? So, so everything in you is trying to get you. It's, it's uh, taught this ages ago in Ohio. Uh, Holy Spirit taught it. But uh, how the, Satan tries to come into your life and he put up a set and, he, and it's, it's a picture, false evidence appearing real, fear, F-E-A-R. And what he's trying to get you to do, speak it, speak it, so so, so when you're in a situation, it's just say it, say it, say it, magnify it, keep saying it. Because once you speak it out, you're snared by the words of your mouth. And then once you say it, he'll take down a set and go on to the next situation, right? He's hoping you'll speak what he's trying to put on the canvas of your imagination. He's not hoping you'll use the word and cast down the, the 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 thoughts or the imaginations as exalting itself against the knowledge of god the word and bringing every thought in the captivity to the obedience of christ jesus right he's hoping you don't do that he's hoping you will magnify the 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 the, the, the symptoms and the circumstances so uh uh just uh, uh i don't know it's about a month ago i was um uh i did something i i play ball all the time but uh, uh, Nate Clemens asked me to go out and play on a Tuesday night. So last time I was there, we played half court. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't that serious as, as when I play at the Y downtown. So, so, I, so I didn't do my normal warm-up. Normally I go to the gym, I ride my bike, get loose, do my little exercises. I'm ready. By the time I get to the gym, I'm ready to go. Right. So I didn't do that. I just I got to the gym, I stretched while I was there. And then normally you, the guys get there late, had some time to warm up, didn't have no time for all that, took a couple shots. So I'm playing, and it turns out we weren't playing half court, we was playing full court. And it wasn't sorry competition. It wasn't sorry competition before. I'm just saying it wasn't – I didn't have to play as hard. I had to play. I had to play play. And so, and then we, you know, we played a lot of games. So I'm tight and everything. So I, I got home. I stressed that night. But I, I still, because she'll tell you, I'm, if I'm locked in, I'm locked in. So I could have used it and say, well, I played that night. I'm not getting up in the morning. So a few hours later, got up, played early in the morning, too. Well, I tweaked my hip. And so uh, it, my, my hip had been bothering me to a point like, uh, like, sometimes it was hard to get up. I did, I mean, I've been in church. <laughs> and, but you know what I've been confessing daily? By stripes I'm here. And, and, and actually, I'm not having trouble getting up. See, I'm not having trouble getting up. <laughs> right? I'm, I, I'm not having trouble getting up. Uh, but I still been, flash flood. Now, <laughs> not, but I still been praying Bite stripes am here. Like I, listen, I ain't really. I I'm not just gonna chill with the symptoms because I'm not playing off of the symptoms, positive, or negative. I'm playing off of the word. That's just been doing all the time, every day, going down the stairs, bite stripes am here. And the thing is, we know this, but do we speak it consistently? As much as we, man, ah, that hurts. You know, as much as we talk about the pain. Right. All right, so, so what's manifested does not need the assistance of your words, your faithful words. What's unmanifested needs your expression and confession. What's manifested doesn't need your words. So, so the whole purpose of, of, of you speaking things out is to get it into manifestation. So let's just say you're, you have knee pain. Well, that's already manifested. It doesn't need no more assistance from your words unless you want to project it from that moment into your future. What needs your help is what? The manifestation, of the healing, right? So every word should be what you desire, not what you're dealing with, right? God looked out and saw darkness and void upon the face of the earth. The next word came out of his mouth was let there be light. He didn't go, man, it's dark up in this piece, right? You understand what I'm saying? So so we, when we use our mouth, are we speaking what we desire or are we speaking what we're dealing with, right? Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Again, we're talking about healing faith. Healing faith. And it's an interesting thing. At every level, people deal with uh, um, situations where they're infirmed or they're impaired or they're broken. Uh, It could be their heart. It could be their body. It could be their mind. Um, there's a lot of different things. So, so some people are, are dealing with uh, mental illness and need to be healed, right? So uh, he uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Now, this is after he cursed the fig tree, and, and they came back, and they saw it was dead. And they was like, Man, he just spoke words, and it happened. <laughs> and they was like, No, they said, they said, man, Don't trip on a fig tree that I spoke and it happened, he said, he said, have faith in God. This is the source of, w- of what was pulled from to make it happen. So, so I spoke out authority, but I was submitted to authority. So I, I pulled from the power that I'm plugged into, basically, is what he said. He says, have faith in God. Verse 23 it says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, key words say, Unto this mountain be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, keyword doubt, in his heart, but shall believe, which Pastor Mel was talking about, those things which he saith shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, the tough part about that particular scripture in life has been people are focused on just the last part. He shall have whatsoever he saith. The people that are faithful is like, I can have whatsoever I say. The people that are, are unbelievers, man, how's y'all somebody going to have whatsoever you say? No one's read, read the whole thing. It starts off by saying, have faith in God. <laughs> right? Then it says, you, uh, uh, for verily, verily, I say unto you, you can have whatsoever, you, uh, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, and shall not doubt. In his heart, keyword doubt. That's not faith. But shall believe those things which he saith. So you're not just talking; you're believing what you say. It says you you shall have whatsoever you say. Then verse twenty four says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and you shall have them. Believe. but it goes on to say, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may also forgive your trespasses. For if you, if ye do not forgive neither your father, which is in heaven, shall forgive your trespasses. So it's, it's tying it all in. It's saying faith in God have faith, believe, don't doubt in your heart, you can have whatever you say because you stand by the words of your mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue. It says, hey, but when you stand praying and you are confessing or believing or declaring, the Bible says you decree a thing and it shall be established. While you're decreeing these things, don't have no ill will in your heart. You can't have illness in your heart and be praying and believing for stuff. Right? It says you got to forgive when you stand praying so your father can forgive you. The forgiveness released you from the sin that's attracting the infirmity. You you know, it's a book, uh, it's called Pigs in a Parlor. I read it a long time ago, but it's about uh, how the demonic demonic attacks on people's bodies and minds is attached to a lot of their bitterness and unforgiveness and things of that nature. Mental illness is attached. That, That demon is attracted by unforgiveness. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't realize that. So people get offended, like it's okay. <laughs> but watch, watch what happens to you. Even even young folk can tell you: you you get mad, you get offended, and you get injured. And you, but no one attaches the two. Well, you just open the door. See, no one's thinking about some of the things that they do. And then, like like they don't think about the things they hide is are revealed in sickness and disease. <laughs> like, like, it, it's, it's, it's amazing like, like no one pays it in your mind so we're storing stuff that the adversary uses to attach sickness and disease on our lives and we, we, we think it's okay for us not to release these things that's why the, it's subtly in a lot of cultures we've been taught to suppress well the reason why we've been taught to suppress because that works for the adversary while we're suppressing, he has something that we've suppressed to attach a weight or an infirmity on. That's what Scripture says, lay aside every weight. It's a, it's, it's a setup. The whole time, it's a setup. It's, it, 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 you, you ever see isolated people? More isolated people lose their mind than people that are interacting with folk. Because we're not designed to store stuff. Uh, okay, I got, I'll just tell you, just naturally. Let's just say naturally. So you take in a, a piece of... Um, a piece of steak. Those would use steak. I was about to use pork. You know, but I just I just neutralize the steak. Well, you steak or pork. So let's say when you put it inside, it's harder for it to process, right? Doesn't process as quick as other food. Yeah, y'all know that, right? Yeah. It doesn't break down as quick, right? All right. So let's just say you know s- some people have gone a long time without eliminating. I used the word eliminate, right? So if you haven't eliminated, it's still in you, right? So. Is your body a refrigerator or something? So if you take that same piece of meat and you put it over there in the corner and we just go a couple of weeks and we just leave it over there. What's going to happen? Watching. Right. Might get all types of what? Right. So you think it changes because it's in your body? Right. Well, babe, let me finish, babe. <laughs> Don't jump the gun, all right? I appreciate the assist, though. I appreciate this sense. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going somewhere. Right? So it sits over there and it rots, right? It gets all types of stuff. The same thing happens when it's inside your body, right? I ain't trying to mess up your dinner. I'm just, just giving you a little, little insight. All right. Right. So, well, well, actually, it, it's not supposed to. You're supposed to take in and break down, hold on to the nutrients, and lose the waste. If the waste hangs out in your body, it becomes toxic. If it, when the toxins eventually becomes cancerous, so there's a lot of people that's that's that their whole uh, there's uh, w- one young lady in California, uh, she was dealing with cancer. Just changed her diet. <laughs> that's 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 just like when she changed her diet. And and the number one thing she changed her diet is stop eating dead food, start eating live food. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> so she started eating live food, and was uh, 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 Dr. Fred Price's wife uh, out in California, Betty Price? Yeah, Betty Price, right? Uh, 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 Dr. Creflo Dollar had uh, prostate cancer. Scared him, changed his diet. He was walking around with gallons of water, <laughs> walking around. That's ages ago. He's dealing with prostate cancer now. He, he's uh, drinking like what, flushing out all them toxins, right? So, so we're not designed to store stuff. So same thing if, if, if we're, we need to be healed mentally. If we're storing stuff, anger,
1: bitterness, resentment.
0: Every time somebody does something, we don't say what we're thinking, we just store it in our mind. We just keep, let it build up. We find ourselves snapping on other people, right? Cause we're not designed to store stuff. It's coming out. It's coming out later. It's coming out greater, and it, sometimes it comes out more dangerous. All right. So it's just something to think about. Uh, all right. So let's hit this part, and then you know, this we'll, we'll end with this part for today. It's a lot of information. But why? Is, why? Why do some lose their healing manifestation? So, so we've already been had the opportunity for healing, and we just need to attach our faith to it for it to manifest, right? We've been redeemed from the curse of the law, poverty. Well, let's just read it, uh, Galatians three. Galatians three. Well, we ever read Isaiah fifty three? You know, all the all that he bore on the cross, right? And then here, Galatians three, verse thirteen says Christ has redeemed paid the price us from the curse of the law now if you read through Deuteronomy 28 it talks about the curses and the blessings but the curses are been summed up as poverty sickness and death this is being made a curse for us for it is written curses everyone that hangeth on the tree Uh, verse 14 that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles that through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith right so he's redeemed us he's paid the price for us so you know, infirmity, sickness, and disease, it's not supposed to attach itself to us. And so some people lose their, like the, the healing is trying to manifest, right? Because they've, they've spoken or somebody's prayed or laid hands or whatever, the gifts were stirred up, whatever. And, and, it's, and it's trying to manifest, but like I said, they stop confessing or they stop believing or they start to doubt, so they lose the ability to manifest the healing that, that was afforded them. So some people allow things to disturb their believing, which chokes or interrupts the work of the spirit. so so just, just like when the scripture says in um Mark chapter four, it says, they received the word, right It says, but they didn't understand it, so they they Satan came and took the word, right Then it says, some people received it on stony ground, hard hearts, and it said, uh, and when persecution and affliction arise for the words say words say." It choked the word and it becometh unfruitful. The word that he said won't return to void came in to produce your healing, but you allowed, uh, uh, um, you didn't allow it to take root. So things came in and choked that word. So it didn't, it says it became unfruitful. It didn't produce what it was designed to produce. And he says some people received the word with gladness. It says, it says, but. The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word. And it becometh unfruitful. It doesn't produce what it was supposed to produce. Why? Because they've allowed what? The cares of the world, worries and concerns, uh, uh, deceitfulness of riches, right? And the lust of other things to enter in and choke the word. Right, so it's the same thing. You get the word on healing, but if you allow things in to disturb your believing, it interrupts the work of the Spirit. So let's look at Luke 8 real quick. Luke 8. We already read Mark eleven twenty four. 24, when you doubt in your heart, right? That disturbs the work of the Spirit, right? That disturbs the work of the Spirit. And this is just, this is actually, no, we don't have to read this, but this is what I just finished saying. This is just the Luke 8 version of of Mark chapter 4, when it says uh, some people people received on a rock, some fell among thorns. So you you actually have the scripture. I don't want to waste our, not waste our time, but use the time to read through that. All right, so the truth is that the majority of people who come for healing are healed as far as God is concerned right in that moment. Right. The real problem is to keep these people from the influence of unbelief, from skepticism, or those who are slaves to their sense knowledge. Because it's hard for people. The Bible says uh, uh, the things of God is like foolishness unto men. It's kind of hard for them to wrap their mind around them. Some are unaware of Jesus. Like, like a lot of people don't understand that. People receive so let's say at that moment somebody prayed for you at the altar. And the skeptical person be like, Okay, that person last week got healed. How come you didn't get healed? I guess the power wasn't there for you. Who said the person wasn't healed? Now that healing has to manifest because sometimes there's things in a person's mind, they they have to keep speaking things, they have to keep confessing. It's a it's a continuous thing, right? Because they're born through. Even when uh uh, Daniel was praying, it said, uh the the uh when Daniel was praying <laughs> when Daniel was praying when uh Gabriel was coming, it said that Gabriel was held up right for twenty one days by the king of Persia that these guys have mentioned right so it says he was held up right and it says he he was held up for twenty one days but he says i i I was ready to come the first day you prayed, but I was held up in the spirit realm so that, that the healing is manifested waiting to come. Right, but sometimes uh, the other forces are trying to hold it up, so you gotta keep speaking those things out. Uh, and I shared with this you guys before, His a book by Charles Capps called Angels. And he talks about how the Bible says, angels hearken unto the voice of God's word. So when you're speaking out God's word, the angels are coming to manifest what God is saying. But, but a lot of times, if you start speaking doubt, you know, I always give the example, that's like a right hook for the, for the demons. But if you start speaking faith in God's word, that's like an uppercut for the angels. You know, the angels are moving. So it's, we have a part, right? We have a part in it. And so, you know, even in the Bible, people are unaware that everybody didn't get healing right away, meaning, okay, everybody was healed right away, but it didn't always, okay, put it this way. When healing took place in the Bible in certain situations, everybody wasn't healed. Right, so even even all right, so if you go, let me see. Uh, in John, I'm gonna give you the scripture. John chapter five, one through ten, at the pool of Bethesda, the angel came in and stirred up the pool. That's why when you speak, angels to come in and manifest your healing, they can assist, right? Because they came into the pool, stirred up the pool, and everybody walked in the pool got healed. But the guy was sitting at the pool, so Jesus said, "Will thou be whole?" He was like, yeah. He says, well, there's a pool here. Everybody getting healed. How come you ain't jump in? <laughs> you know, but, but look, but Jesus said, yeah, I think to take up that bed, bed and walk. He said, take up that bed and walk and be healed of sickness. He just spoke healing over them. I forgot the specifics. Um, but the interesting thing is all there was other people around. How come Jesus didn't heal all of them? But he healed that particular person, you know. And guess what? They that that person had a part. He had to say yes, I will be made whole. He had to agree, like he had a, a a part to play. Um. He had to he had to confess his desire to be made whole. Let's look at Luke four. Luke four. A- and sometimes people, most times people are healing because they don't believe, but sometimes they they it's hard for them to. See God using His men and women of God, maybe because they're too familiar with them. you know that's why you know, if God puts you on a man and woman of God, don't work so hard to be familiar. Work hard to know them by the spirit, because you can get so familiar you don't receive the the, the, the anointing and the gifting on their lives. Um, so uh, here we got um, verse 24. He says, and he said, verily, I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I will tell you the truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. And when the heavens was shut up three, uh, three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Zarephah, a uh, city of Sidon unto the woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and and none of them was cleansed saying uh saving Naaman the Syrian. Alright, so 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 what it's saying is like, look, all them people that was leprous, Naaman was healed. And then Naaman had something he had to do, right? He had to go in that pool and then he wasn't gonna do it. He had to dip seven times. The whole point is, there's a, you know, a lot of times we go, well, I don't understand why this person didn't, this didn't happen to this person, this didn't happen to that person. By your faith, by your faith. And see, you may love the person, get along with them great, but one thing you can never measure their faith. This is the key. You, throughout all our lives, we go, I can't believe God did that. When you make that statement, you're assuming that that person was walking in faith. You can never measure other people. You don't know where people's faith is. And that's the thing. Our faith is a part of it. Can't nobody just override your will if you don't believe. Right. You say you don't believe. So if you don't believe, it can't attach itself to you. You don't believe it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe that. Okay. It's not going to happen for you. (laughs) You know, it's it's it's, it's real. It's it, it, it's not complicated. Uh, Psalm seventy-eight. See, it's set up from the begin, from the foundations of the world. It's been set up that heaven and earth work together. So we work with God. It's not a, you know, heard a, a prophet say, you know, God. God is willing to do a whole lot of things if we just allow him to. You know, if we yield to him and we ask him to come into this earth realm. But by faith and and belief. So uh, uh, 78, uh, 41. It says, yay, they turned back and they turned back and tempted God. Uh, 40, I guess we should read 40. It says, how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. So God wanted to do a lot more things for the children of Israel even when they was in the wilderness, but they limited him because they didn't believe. You, know, if, you go, if you read through that story, you just see how they just kept questioning God, not believing God, coming against God. It's hard for people to do stuff for you if you don't believe. Listen, I don't know how many teams uh, a lot of you guys have played for, been a part of, of, of any situation you had to win. People don't believe. It changed the whole atmosphere. It just changed. Like I've seen, I've, I've been a part of teams uh, where we just believe we could win. Like no matter what, what, the, what the odds were, we just believe we could win. And a lot of times we was outmatched. You know, um, you know, I'm sure, sure he's listening. Kelly could tell you this, but like a lot of times we were playing these pro-am championship games. We had five people, and all the other teams were stacked. But we never even noticed the people on the other teams. We just believed, well, five was here, we can win. <laughs> you know, we didn't have like you said, one year. We didn't even have a center. This guy's like six <laughs> four. Like, like they had this guy. He played overseas. This guy played, and we won because we believed. And that's the thing. You can win. You can win your healing. You can win in life if you believe, but you limit God when you don't believe because his, he, he manifests according to our belief. He manifests according to our belief. Uh, in Matthew 13, 58, it says, he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Matthew 13, we can look at it real quick. Matthew 13. I mean, various versions of the gospel, but he says, oh, well, you know, after it says the prophet was without honor, in his own country and his own house, he says that he did not many mighty works there because of his unbelief. There's another version in one of the other gospels says only a few people got healing. So people got healing, but there was so many more people could heal. He went into towns and healed everybody. But when he went into his hometown, it said, look, it says he couldn't do many mighty works. And another version says, but only a few was healed because of their unbelief. So, so yeah, so they limited what he could do. They limited what he could do because of their unbelief. Mark chapter six, Mark chapter six, verse four. I so this is, this is, uh, it's, it's, it's another version of the same thing, but, but you're going to see another detail in this one. This is what, uh, but Jesus said unto them A prophet is not without honor But in his own country And among his own kin And his own house And he could there Do no mighty works Save that he laid his hands Upon a few sick folk And healed them So some, just a few people got healed But look at the next verse And he marveled Because of their what? Unbelief And it says And he went around About the villages Teaching um, Now we're going to we're gonna get in specifically into that uh, next week. One, he he came in town and, and he understood that they were too familiar with him, it was hard for them to believe him. You know, they couldn't see, you know, hard, and, and, and too familiar is not just because you're from the same town. It could be this person's young or this person wasn't taught like I was taught. Or, you know, you know, there's so many different things. I, no, I've got it all. I've got it all. You know, he didn't. He didn't come. He didn't grow up in our Baptist circles. He didn't grow up in the, in our Church of God circle. Whatever. I, 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 especially if I go to funerals, I don't got the full gambit. You know, man. My wife gets it worse because she's a female. You know what I'm saying? So you got you, you got so many different flows that you get. So it affects. It can affect the anointing for those particular people because they, they don't they don't know God is trying to impact them in a certain way. And that's what Jesus was saying. But then he said. It said it still he was able to heal a few heal a few folks because they actually have faith, but he marveled at their unbelief like really but he didn't he didn't just disqualify him on that. he went around teaching so 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 again, he had to teach them because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God right so so there's levels healing is not just show up. And there's a healing meeting You lay hands on folk, everybody healed It doesn't work that way Because everybody may not be In faith If, if the house is, 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 is in faith Miracles Flood the house So a lot of times I don't understand, but well, we don't see some of the miracles We did Man, when they were showing up at them Billy Graham meetings Them people showed up believing for healing that's why stuff happened because people believe is, is people are attaching their faith. They're believing. So that's why. So when we're casual with the word, it's gonna affect our believing. And if it affects our believing, it's gonna affect our miracles and our manifestation of those miracles. Right? This see, it's time we have to keep people under the word of God um, more than ever and from the association with unbelievers. And what I mean by association we we're around unbelievers all the time. I'm talking about when you sit down, uh, when you walk by the way, when you really just absorb their environment, you absorb their unbelief too. How think about how you flow, you could be you could be believing for healing, change, wholeness, and then you get around people that don't believe. And that that start that changed your whole momentum. But you not you think you're speaking what you're thinking but you're speaking what they're saying and what they're believing, what's in them. It's just bled into you. So so when you're really trying to break through, you gotta you got watch what you expose yourself to. It can't just be under the guise of we cool. I'm cool with a whole lot of people at so many different levels. All these different basketball folk, all these different uh, 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 ministry folk, uh, the people I grew up with, people I pledge with. I'm cool with all them folks. But when I'm believing for something, I'm not around all these people, and guess what? When I'm believing for something, that's when all the people want to be around. Listen, they flock, I know a lot of people. (laughs) They flock from everywhere when I'm believing for something. But I can't, I have to watch what I, they're not responsible for what I'm believing for, and they're not trying to bring unbelief around me. They're coming around me like they always do. They may be attracted to the light, right? So they're not, they're not responsible, I am, to, to hold on, to maintain, just like when you're birthing a child, how come everybody can't come in there? What's it called, a birthing suite or something? Everybody ain't in there, it ain't packed. Some, some uh, no, no, who are you? <laughs> no, no, you're not on the list to be in here. You, we're trying to birth something, it's the same thing. Listen. They're not, at the, they're not there for the birth. They can show up later to celebrate the showers or whatever they do, right? They can show up later, but they can't be there at the, in the, at the point of birth, right? And in some cases, you can't even be around them. You're on bed rest and stuff. But they're not kicked out of your life forever. They're, they, they can affect the birth. Right? Listen, they can affect the birth. Some people are tainting us affecting our birth but we just keep running around them not not i didn't say nobody was evil i'm saying you got to be converted before you can strengthen them that's what the bible says in luke 22. this is the thing the people that are unbelievers their 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 faith was that there's something i uh it's a great man of god so any book that that i've known he's written is powerful um Uh, E.W. Kenyon, it's it's a book, it's a phenomenal book on healing called Jesus the Healer, but uh, their faith was not in the Word of God, but in sense evidence, sight, hearing, and feeling. So a lot of times people's faith wasn't in the Word, but in sense evidence. So some of us live off of Word evidence, and some of us live off of sense evidence. And so a lot of our Christianity walk is about our confessions. Our confessions is produced from our revelation, our acknowledgement of the Word of God, which revealed to us of what we've acknowledged in the Word of God, and that's what's going to come out of our mouths, right? But if we're playing off of our senses, our sight, our hearing, our feeling, a lot of times what comes out is how we feel, right? So, so it's, it, it, that's why we have to get those faults or confess or agree to those infirmities so we could be healed. Uh, uh, James chapter 5 um, James chapter five sixteen, Um, Right? So, so just we set the groundwork today with different types of healing, different levels of healing, different measurements of healing. So we understand as we're talking about healing, some of us may not be infirmed in our bodies but we may Oh, okay, because so the infirmity is a weakness, right? We may be weak in another area. The thing is, God doesn't want us weak in no area. He wants us strong. And so we need to be healed of that weakness. healed of that blindness. Right? You know, they'll tell you if you're, if you're addicted to uh, alcohol or drugs or something like that, they have a disease, a dis-ease. Really, it's an infirmity. There's a weakness. So some people need to be healed from from addiction to porn. You see what I'm saying? Like it's like there, there's so many or or, or, or keeping it real, addiction to food. Like there's a lot of weaknesses that we have to be healed from. But we'll highlight the, the you know the you know do I have cancer, uh, some type of MS or something like that? And and yeah, yeah we need to be healed from those things. But, but we need to be healed inside and out. A healthy, whole. Health. Look, look, daughter, when the young lady got healed, when she touched him. Re- read the Bible. She got healed when she touched him. But when, he, when she walked up to him, he said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. It was about whole. Now, we're going to talk about it because we probably don't realize uh, the parallels between salvation and wholeness. I mean, they're all in the same root word, but God wants us whole. He can use us when we're whole, Amen. right? All right, so let's, let's just close out there.